Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing? Happy Friday. Took me a second to push the right buttons. Give me a second here, another button. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong, just been pouncing, up and down the state, which means should you have a paranormal issue or anything else, I'm talking cryptids, paranormal UFOs, whatever you may have, it may take us a couple days to get to you, but we will always get to you. I'll give you an idea, you know, a lot of people look at California and what's the first thing you think, especially if you live on the East Coast, that it's beaches and, and surfboards and surfers and all that. It is. It's like, you know, it's like Hawaii in a lot of ways. But we also have other areas. And the further you get up north, the colder it gets, even though we still have surfers up north who wear wetsuits. Uh, but uh, it does get colder, you know, as you get further and further up in the state. Plus, we've got a lot of mountains. We've got a lot of snowy mountains. We've got uh, the Sierra Nevada range. Uh, you got big mountains like Mount Shasta and Mount Rainier, you know, and things like that. And uh, so there are those areas. Plus, we've got a lot of farmland, and there's a lot of rural places. There's deserts. You got a little bit of everything. That's why when I say that, you know, it might take us a day or two to get to you, that's why. Because even though we're in certain cities, it's still, it's still a drive to get out to people. But what, in that case, if that happens, we do have mediums on staff who can call you. And in most cases, if it, if it is paranormal-related, they can settle the uh, stuff down right away. You know, it lasts at least until we, we, we can get out there and do our magic, right? So, yeah. If you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook. You can find under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio. Under my name, you can find us over at Twitter under Cal, California Haunts. This is where it starts. You can find us on YouTube under uh, youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. You can find us on TikTok under California Haunts. And you can find us on Twitch under CalHaunts. So there's all kinds of ways to locate us. That being said, tonight's show, if you like what you see and you're on Facebook and uh, you'd like to see more, hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. Always looking for follows, follows to build ourselves up. Also, in order for us to get put, you know, put up higher in the FYP, which is the main counting system for Facebook, if you like it, if you like the show, Show us some love. Hit me some thumbs up. Hit me with some hearts. Hit me with, you know, just, just happy faces. Whatever you want to do. Because that helps put us up higher in the FYP. Also, being in the chat room does that as well. Because the Facebook, the main Facebook brain sees that. And then it moves us out to, what I mean by FYP is it moves us out all into different directions on Facebook. Instead of just like one. So, any of that will help. Same thing with YouTube. Works the same way. Happy faces and all that good stuff. And if you haven't done so already, I have an announcement to make. We're officially 300 away from 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So we're looking to fill those 300. Let's see if we can do this. Let's hope for a Christmas mir or October miracle by the end of October. Maybe we can get at least uh, another 100 you know, people subscribing over there. And hopefully by Christmas, we'll have the 1,000, which would be a nice little Christmas present for January. All right. And there are over 780 videos over on YouTube, and it's all this show. It's all about this show. 
And so they're all in categories, so you can look them up. If you're a big fan of Nancy Matz, she's got a folder over there that you can click on. Just go to her stuff. If you're into alien abductions and things like that, there's a folder over there for that as well. Okay? So check out our YouTube page. And again, the same thing with, like with Facebook. It um, it sees, Facebook sees, you know, the comments, that, and they or YouTube, same way. You know, they see the comments, they, they see the, the, the little hearts and all that, and that pushes out further in the FYP. Okay, that being said, I'm done yak-yaking. The only thing I have left to tell you is that we do have a meditation club. And if you want to find a way to unwind after work, I know some of you California are just getting off work, or maybe some people on the East Coast want to mellow down after they get off work. I've set up two 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 clubs. I've got a 3.30 p.m. club, which would be 6.30 p.m. on the East Coast. And I've also got a 7.45 p.m., which, which happens right after this show. Right now, it's three days a week. If we get more people involved with this meditation club, I'm going to expand out to maybe four or five days a week. All right? And, but it's, it's, it's really restful. It, it, it helps you. You know, as far as your stress goes, if you have health problems, it'll help you with it. You know, it, it, you know tell you, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a doctor, okay? But my experience was with my health problems, it helped my health problems because all the stress, I think, you know, all the stress stuff was off. So if you're interested in that, I, there, I believe there's links down below uh, the uh, description of this show. And if not, just head on over to the California Haunts Meetup page. Just type in California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Meetup. And it'll come right up and then go to events and you'll see that. And there, like I said, there, there's two on there for 6.30 and uh, 3.30 p.m. Pacific and 6.30. Uh, oh, God, where am I at? Too much. And 7.45 Pacific. Okay, so sign, come on over and sign up. It's uh, $25 for a month, but you're getting guided meditations. And we also talk about all kinds of stuff about your health. And we talk, you know, we talk about the, ch the, the chakras and what's going on with the planets and things like that. And I'm even going to start be reading some oracle cards there as well for that meditation. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, sign up, sign up, sign up. Okay. That being said, as a ghost investigator, I'm going to fix my little cord here. Last night I fooled so hard I yanked that sucker right out of the mic. First time in three years. Uh, that being said, stay on track, Charlotte. That being, <laughs> that being said, the topic tonight is something of interest to me because I recently did some research on this because I had had the, uh, you know how I do those those uh, critique videos of people, you know, in their alleged hauntings. And I ran into a poltergeist one and I did some research because back in the old days, when I first started doing this, and I'm talking like 18 years ago, poltergeists were thought to be from, if, like, let's say if somebody gets into a fight, you fight with your husband or your kids or whatever, and you go to bed angry, well, your mind reacts to that, and then weird activity starts. Or I've seen it in little kids that that, that, that are psychic. I've, I've seen it with young kids where the doors, you know, in the middle of the night, the doors in the kitchen will open and close and slam and all this and all this is going on. And it usually turns out to be the child. So that's, you know, that's one of the, 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 the mind plays that. But the other things I've been finding out a lot about poltergeist, this is a whole other definition. Maybe Nancy has another definition because I, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But there's, there's another thing in addition to what a poltergeist is and what it causes. It. So, the, so the researchers have built on this. So it's going to be an interesting talk tonight. Um, there is a definite difference between poltergeists and regular, I want to say regular ghosts or regular human spirit kind. 
And Nancy's going to be talking about that tonight. It's going to be an interesting conversation. And it's kind of neat to know because a lot of people panic. Just like if a lot of people see poltergeist stuff, right away they think it's a demon. And demons, and this is my experience in doing this. I know Nancy's not into demons and all that. But, uh, you know, that works too. But it's been my experience that a ghost can't move more than two or three pounds. They just can't. It's impossible. So when you have objects moving around your house that aren't two or three pounds or banging in the walls, that's usually a polter, you know, that's it's usually a poltergeist. All right. And uh, I just kind of double check myself, huh? Because um, ghosts, ghosts can also move objects, but poltergeist activity can be moved. And I had a case where we had, we, we went out to this house and this woman had been fighting with her husband. And supposedly they made up, they went to bed and that night they had pounding in the walls and woke up the next day and the, all the kitchen cabinets were open. They didn't have kids. And then, and then she, she was scared because she didn't know where it was coming from. And the first question I ask people when that happens is, have you guys been getting along? Because that's the first inkling that it could be a poltergeist situation. All right. Anyway, without further ado, Nancy's, Nancy's buried her nose into Google and uh, done her research. And so let's get this show on the road. Hi, everybody. I'm I, on uh, the wrist now. <laughs> I'm done. I love this. I love these topics. Uh, it's the cookies. I did. <laughs> did you eat cookies today? I had three frosted cookies before I came on the air. Oh, I know. You should. You shouldn't tell me. <laughs> I'm her uh, mother of wisdom here. I'm telling. We we talk a lot. Uh, you did hit upon a couple of things in my world. Because I'm seeing these things and <laughs> call me up. I have an overlap of windows here. Uh, call me up and she'll ask me. And I do remember talking to her about a house full of people. And uh, and the, the lady said they're haunted. And I said, mm -hmm. no, she's doing that. Because the energy. <laughs> I want to put a disclaimer here. There are so many wonderful people out there on YouTube. Women, men <laughs> who do this for a living. And I don't always agree with everybody. And it comes from my engineering, my artistic, my, uh, I got to have it this way or that way. I'm, right. uh, you know, I am who I am. And I've looked at things and Shara called me up and I'll describe, and I've done this so many times that I was doing a, Shara, if it was you, let me know. There was an investigation of this large house and uh, it was over the phone and, and someone asked me to see what was going on. And as I walked up, as my mind walked up to the front of the house, all of a sudden I heard, and I'm going, what's that sound? Of course, no one could hear anything. It was only me. And I, she said, and everybody was real quiet. All of a sudden, I think there was two or three people standing real still. And I kept hearing, so I tried to, how is this? How do I do this, right? And I looked around and there was a small boy with a stick a spirit boy oh. with a stick and he was running up and down the street on the sidewalk hitting the picket fence and it was so loud to me i couldn't i couldn't figure out how come no one could hear it was that you sharp that we did yeah was yeah, that I your so, yeah. best I think so, and yeah. were you able to hear that ta -ta 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 -ta, nope. or was it just me so anyway Shoot. that okay so it's someone crazy. say well, that's, that's crazy nancy <laughs> I, 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 I. Well, evidently someone knew of the boy. There was some kind of confirmation. 
and uh, because of the way I, he. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. You... <laughs> In fact, I need to. I want to find tomorrow. Uh, next Monday is the first. Oh, Sunday's the first. So I got to find my ghost um, cups also. Uh... <laughs> I'll behave. I'll behave. I promise. Right, right. Let's go there really quick because he she brought up something I wanted. So we would assume hearing that noise that there was a spirit with poltergeist activity. And I see a, a, a ghost, a spirit that passes over. He stands there. She stands there. And they're ready to move on. There's people around. Hello, hello, hello. And in that person's mind as a spirit person, they go, wait a minute, I'm not ready to leave. Wait a minute, where's my husband? Where's my kids? Because they're not really aware what's happened that first few seconds and they can deny the opportunity to go over now that doesn't mean those spirit people are going to let go they're not they're just going to kind of step back and while they have to sort out something and they allow that um i did a, a i did an investigation <clears throat> without sharp was in tucson arizona and this family mom died in the back room and I drew a map before I walked in and I said, I see the front room, I see the hallway and there's a bedroom here. Is that where she died? And they go, oh, she hasn't gotten in the house and she knows where she's going. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Well, that got their attention because I can do that. And that made them aware of not ridiculing me. Of all the things in the world here, I was an engineering supervisor, Pacific Bell, and I traded that in to become a professional psychic medium. Hello. And the year was 1990. And so in some ways, I couldn't quite let go of that professional side of me. So I've always kept it where I can prove or give proof of what I can do. So anyway, this little boy, he was um, still an emotive plane. He passed over. Um, he wasn't ready to leave. What kept him here? I don't know. But he was so clear to me. He was a spirit. Was he a ghost? He was a ghost because he was stuck playing. It's like he passed over and he didn't want to stop playing. And someone had evidently known something about it. Sure, it'd be fun if you looked it up. And they realized they did know this story. So the boy must have got killed in the street and he had been playing. How do you get past that? Well, I want to talk about a few things that of that type of activity. And I want to read you something really startling. So today on TV, which is uh, <clears throat> September 29th. By the way, this is allergies. I mean, we're supposed to have rain to calm it down, everybody. So this is, <laughs> I always say, I'll continue doing my job for as long as my voice lasts. And here's one that- Now, now you reason. know, with this rain, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's, my dad used to say, if there's any crap up in the air, it's gonna come down. <laughs> so the allergies are gonna be just as bad as they were. Now, nothing will clean out until there's like two days in a row of rain. Uh, right. The second day is clean, yeah. I've talked to Shar off and on almost every day. And about two weeks ago, when we had some wind in town and the wind blowing through the mountains and the trees and the hells and hills and dales, hills all of a sudden I started like this. Yeah, hills and dales. <laughs> I love this. You anyway, said hells, and dales. I caught you. hells and hells and dales. <laughs> I heard that. Okay. Uh, Poltergeist and Exorcist was on today. Oh. And then Whoa. Ghostbusters, it's Halloween season, everybody. But it kind of goes in play with uh, what we're talking about. And I have a lot of information. But briefly, I will talk about Poltergeist. And these were, uh, it's kind of, it's the title fits, but it doesn't fit. Because in the movie, there are actually spirit people involved. Mm -hmm. And the individual that's causing the 
drama and trauma, the creature, the beast, was actually a human being that never got the satisfaction of being a leader. So they all died. Uh, the second, mm -hmm. I think it's Poltergeist 2, that talk about the cave underneath the ground. And the leader was a pastor of a group, like a cult environment. And the beast was him having been a spirit. It should have gone on, but he held all those people in the cave. They're all stuck. After a while, he lost his mind, he became insane. And what you see is that beast coming out of that little blonde hair girl's bedroom, blah, 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 you know, the arms and everything going out was actually what we call uh, insanity. Insanity and spirit, people would call it demons. And it, a lot of Ghostbuster peoples, Ghostbusters investigators, will go to insane asylums and they'll go to places where there's such activity um, and distress and hard heavy feelings and all kinds of noises and traumas and uh, you know it's like europe you go to a castle and you see a headless spirit walk around carrying something in his hand you think oh that must be his head and in some ways they're so distraught and they're so angered and they're so bewildered by what's gone on that they become insane and their anguish creates an energy field so in poltergeist upstairs when the people are trying to get into the bedroom, the energy, that was him creating his anger. That's a form of pi uh, poltergeist activity. Now we're talking about someone creating activity like prepudescent people, kids, male and female, not just, and so if you look at the movie Conjurer 2, where they go to England and they're investigating this family and there's one child involved and she's throwing things or seemingly things are being thrown about well, it has to be her poltergeist, it's her age, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out it was a man who owned that place. And how dare this family move in? And he died in the house. And someone foolish enough left the chair he died in with terrible stains in it. Like, I'm thinking, really? <laughs> I would sit on a cardboard box before I <laughs> sit in a chair someone died in, <laughs> right? But the poltergeist, the man was, he came through and was channeled by this little girl a few times and said, well, this is my house, I'm so-and-so. And all, and he had this husky, like my voice is right now. And he seemed quite sane, but he really wasn't. He was very angry that these people moved in. His anger taken over the little girl gave her the strength to throw things about. But was it really her? Because we really never see it. We just see her thrown about. So I believe spirit people can, and don't know everything, thank God, thank you god <laughs> thank goodness i don't know everything but my impression is is that there's electricity in the air and there's electrical fields around all human beings and when i do a reading or do ghost investigation and there's spirit people there oh someone can talk to us and it kept real close or i'm doing a reading and someone will show up in my office put their face in mine how many people have had readings for me i go oh my god someone's want me to see they have blue eyes well that's because the spirit has come in my office and put their face in front of me so i don't miss something and i can because i'm an artist i can give visual description when they do that i get real tired you know why because they're sucking up my life force <laughs> and i think these despondent humans that become spirit people that become the ghosts because they can't leave. They become the poltergeist and throw things around, hurt people. It's because no one will listen to them. And they get that energy by the drama and trauma they're causing you by you living there. What are you gonna move out? Heck no, you get them to move out. You're the ones live, not them. And what we'll do, well, I'm gonna cover that. I would like to address a couple of things 
first before we go there, but Char brought it up and I wanted to talk about it. And of course we got the exorcist. I prefer not to watch that only because the little girl's possessed by the demon. Well, you know, my theory, some really sick ghost, not spirit, but ghost went insane and he wants the attention. So that's what I'm picking up. And then they threw the priests around and then out the window. I, I can't remember. <clears throat> and whatever happened. As a ghost investigator, for as long as I've done this, there's only one movie that scares the hell out of me, and that's the one. That I, I oh, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm going to have to think about it. I don't like the um, theatrics of it. It's like it's there's a child involved. And evidently, Linda, the little girl, uh, the adult, the little girl, she's talked about that. And they wouldn't let her see herself in a mirror. But some of the activity that she did do, like the bed floating and rum, 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 all that stuff, it did traumatize her. And I think anything that happens to a child, we got to be real careful because I think, and I deal with this, um, the woundology of childhood, the trauma of childhood carries over to adulthood. And I'm going to be talking to someone in the morning about something very drastic. And, and at times I don't even know how to word it, you know, someone you have to remember, with. guys, back then there was no CGI. So when yes. that bed's floating, that they, child. Had that they had that sucker on a crane or something to make it float. Because... <laughs> yeah. Well, the poor Linda, she talked about years later, and she says it was very traumatizing to pretend to I be taken over. And of course, she's not a stupid child. She wasn't like five or six. She was 11, 12, or 13. I can't remember. She knew what the devil was. But in my world, because I live here, live in my body for a really long time now, over this... <laughs> three and a half decades I've been doing this believe me I've never seen a demon what I see is very emotionally sick spirits ghost to poltergeist to insane and I have seen that insane and not necessarily so much with Char but Port Orange Paranormal and a few other people that invited me to be part of an investigation on the east coast where you have the same asylums that are three and four hundred years old, and some of those people haven't gone home yet. <laughs> they are up in the corner of a room. So we were doing this. I can't remember if Shara was involved, but George Lopez was, and uh, I forgot the name of his channel. I apologize, everybody. Anyway, he's on YouTube, and he was investigating a same asylum. Might be the one up in New York. Anyway, there was a spirit in a room and it was against the ceiling and it was terrified like a, a frightened kitten would be, um, you know, kitten, you know, and it was like scared. And I thought, now what do I do? I couldn't even tell what sex the person had been, but it had been that corner of the ceiling for so long. Here we have someone just walking in. Well, how many times has it seen a human live person? How does it even know how to react? Well, the first thing you want to think of is there's going to be harm and damage to me because this, this is a demon. Well, if you can see it from my eyes, it's the most frightened look you could have uh, presented to me as though, oh, my God, you know, it's like a cat with the claws out. I'm scared to death. And that's the spirit talking. That's not the human going to look at it. All they see is some wavy of the air and some kind of uh, the drain of their spirit because the energy is so strong. And then the entity will push it back on you and they'll say, oh, a demon's hurting me. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, we got to talk about how to get rid of these people. And I was invited to do um, investigation. I can't tell you because they, 
it's something I don't approve of. And they said, oh, Nance, we know who you are. I go, oh, <laughs> okay. There are spirits in our building, ghosts. You are not to remove them because this is our business. And I'm going, what? It's like, if I can, I'm going to be hitting these cemeteries around here and get rid of these people. What are they standing around for? And every time I go over to our wall, I went to Walmart today and I drove by and I'm trying not to look at the cemetery because if they lock eyes with me, they're in the car with me. I don't want that. So, uh, so it's like, get the people out of there. These spirits, they are entitled to pass over and meet the people that love them. So the people in Tucson, Arizona, that I had this investigation, showed them where that bedroom was. Remember, I went back there and I was looking at this dead woman and they had, she had passed away and they just roped, wrapped her up in the sheet. So they took her out, but she saw herself that way because she was floating above her body, right? And so when they left, she still continued to see herself that way. And so she just lay down in the in the sheet and it looked like she'd been um, like for burial. You know, she was laying there and she I could see her with her arms up and she just didn't want to leave. And, and I said, what are you doing there? Well, I have to be here. This is drama, you know, and I go, well, you're bothering the people here. <laughs> and she looked at me like I was some kind of, you know, what are you? And I looked on the wall and up on the wall, you can't see up on the wall to my left. She was on the right was a portal, kind of like a, a, a donut. And it was kind of like wavering. And this sweet lady poked her head through. Oh, we've been waiting for her. Are you going to get her up? <laughs> I go, oh, sure, <laughs> I can do, who are you? Well, it wasn't her mother, it was an aunt or somebody. And she was just lovely. And women get older, we get lighter. And uh, she had the gray hair and she was just as cute as a but little round face, little tiny nose, just precious. And I don't remember, it's been 10 years since I did this, but I says, you have someone here in the room with you. And she's just, and I told her what she looked like and she popped her head up. She goes, oh, who's that? She looked up, I said, look up there. And, and next thing I know, she was gone. It was that easy. And it was like, you have to wake them up. You have to say, so what are you doing there? You know, it's like, wake you up. So I didn't want to continue going. I could hear some of the audience say, she started talking about this woman in this house. And then she went off on a tangent. Um, I want to bring up some, like I said, oh, and the other one is Ghostbusters. That's a totally different storyline. The best part of the whole movie was the very beginning when the a librarian and the poltergeist reading the books in the beginning of it. Wonderful. <laughs> I just love that. And and the and they go through and the card file. In the old days, in the 80s, everybody, we had card files in the library. If you want to look up to research, you had to go in there like this and find the book and go to the shelf. Well, the librarian, the spirit librarian, she was in there taking care of everything. And of course she, and you have to remember, it's coming from my point of view. She's a beautiful woman. And then she turns around and sees everybody in her space. How dare her? Then she turns into this monstrous looking thing. And that's her anger of being bothered. Can you imagine all the people you know that have tender tamper, adults rather, they get mad and angry. What if they could see their real spirit face when they get that way? What if we could really see what people look like hidden? I'm so angry. What if it came out like a monster? What would you think? These people are demons. They're angry. And that's how they reflect that anger with a look. Well, that what's happened in the first part of the movie. Best part. Of the, <laughs> I'd like the rest of the movie. But when I saw this with the spirit of this librarian turn on this 
Ghostbuster people. I went, oh, someone has a medium on staff. <laughs> a good one because she figured out what this was about. Um, uh, so when I was doing some investigating, I want to make sure I don't forget to mention because I, I do my world and I, I don't know of it all. So I want to make sure I cover some thoughts. I end up typing most of it on my own because what I read pretty much what I, I, I am and who I, what I know. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times they would bring up the idea of ghosts too. And, but I want to bring up something that I did see and I went, oh, I should mention that <clears throat> uh, Shadow Man and ghost versus poltergeist. Shadow Man is a person from another plane and pushes our, to melt into our same space as ours, but not all the way. I, I went a little bit not knowing for sure how I want to look at that. Um, actually know somebody trying to think who it is. Um, I think I've had a couple times people mention to me Polter, um, the shadow man with the top hat. And it's amazing how, how many people have seen this. Uh, they're sometimes seen with the dog. I think it was a woman talking to me. They saw the shadow man, a shadow but with the top hat that, that distinguishes a shadow of somebody's spirit versus the shadow man. Um, stand up right, upright, uh, looks like a trench coat look with a hat. Someone said they saw a larger animal, not a dog, big dog. Great Dane, no, bigger. Kind of made you made me think it was a horse. Now, I've never heard of that, seen that, but this woman implied this was much, much bigger animal and you know you can tell the difference between a cow and a horse and she implied it was looked like a horse now, i've never heard that before <clears throat> but it still needs to be brought up that they're not always by themselves uh shadow man can show up anywhere in the house at any time uh are they about us all the time i don't know um i love um tiktok and some of the youtube reels and shorts and all that get caught up at you can lose time really fast. And the ones I like, and I'm into UFO all of a sudden, right, Char? And the one of the spookiest things I see was a picture of a woman talking to another friend or relative lady. And the lady on the other side, they're FaceTiming. And the lady at their end got smart and click. And when they got done, they said, did you know you had somebody stand behind you? And it was an alien. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Oh, hell no. Oh, excuse me. Yes. See but what have been a shadow man? Could have been a shadow man. So it's just, just yes, I read a lot of articles. I have a few publications I'd like looking at. And of course, there's some I, that are um, very um, formative. I'm trying to get in front of me here. But they talked about this one article. And I said, oh, how interesting that I wrote shadow man on my notes. And here is in the afternoon. And here is an article about it. And I'd like to read it to you really fast. It's not a lot, but boy, it gave me the goosey, goosey. It's another idea on what the shadow man could be. Now, someone says to me, I just saw a shadow man. Does this mean me? Um, <clears throat> so anyway, this is a question posed to somebody in the uh, Q-U-O-R-A.com. Look that up, that website. It's lots and lots of articles, lots of different groups. Um, this is the story. <clears throat> Shortly before my mother died, I would see a dark figure in my doorway, a black figure of a man with a cowboy hat. He never moved from the doorway, and I stopped seeing him after my mother passed away. Was this the angel of death? Mm -hmm. 
And this is the answer from Cindy McRae. And we, um, I've signed up and you can answer questions that are posed from the public. When my son was not even three years old, he was standing in the doorway looking out and I asked him what he was looking at. He said, there's a man there. When he was around five, he woke up, woke me up saying he was scared because there was a tall man with a hat squatting down across the room from him. When he was 21, I had dropped him off at home after work and told he told me about the shadow man he was seeing at night in the house. As he got out of the car, his parting words were, oh, yeah, I've been seeing the tall man with a hat again. Within the next month, he took his life. His dad, whom he lived with, told me that he saw the shadow too, not the man. So he saw the shadow, but not the form of a man. Mm -hmm. He said, after our son left, he hasn't seen the shadow anymore. But he does feel like at times there's someone, something there. I'm of the impression that, yes, it's a spirit of death angel. It's a spirit of death slash angel of death, whatever you want to call it. I um, got to a place reading that. I went, oh, that's perfect for tonight. Halloween. I mean, who who's to say? But the people never got back to me that there was death in the family if they seen it. So I'd be curious if the audience would send a note to Char that if they've known people who have seen that shadow, was their death accompanying them? If he was a shadow of angel of death, the spirit of death, kind of confusing there, why would it be an animal sometimes? What I think it is, is that we live in dimensional spaces. And I think there's people on the other side or some other place that have access to us. And I'm gonna make you remember something, a show. And it was on, um, uh, called Fringe. And it was a wonderful series. It went like seven seasons. In there, whenever there was going to be a disaster, there was always a man in a black suit and a black hat. And he was a witness to um, unfortunate events. And he would write in his book. So in the series Fringe, the bald-headed men from the future would come back to witness disasters. And guess what? They were in a black suit with a black hat. And I sometimes wonder if witnesses from other parallel dimensional spaces or our future, and I think that's where the Fringe series got the idea, is the man in the hat or people from the future keeping track. I kind of like to go there, but if it involved the death of somebody, I, I don't know. Well, it's the same with Mothman. Well, how come Mothman showed up in the movie Mothman? <laughs> before a disaster where the bridge fell down. But recently that Mothman has been seen. So Google recent sightings of Mothman, because you'll see some articles about him showing up and other things have happened. Is he the angel of death? He what showed charge? up in Sacramento about two years ago. I'd, somebody I'd saw him on, somebody saw him on that, uh, that Capitol bridge, the one that looks like the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh yeah, uh huh. That thing's called. Somebody saw him there. I don't know what happened. But we've had in two years. We've had a lot of shootings. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm, don't get me started on that. But we've had a lot of death. So it's hard to know. But I would like to do investigation of when he showed up in recent, because it was when uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas for this 
the Mothman experience. And I apologize. I forgot what town it was where the bridge came down. But they saw it half a dozen times within a month of the two months of the event. <clears throat> so the Mothman showed up just recently. And I just saw an article a few months back. So it just kind of like sparked a little interest in my mind um, because we could go there. Like, is there a difference between the Mothman or the man with a hat? Like I said, the, the TV series called Fringe. I loved it. And they also talked about parallel, uni uh, parallel worlds. And in Fringe, they learn how to walk through the dimensional space to an alternate parallel exact universes. And so there was two of everybody. It was fascinating. And I'm really into that, all that stuff. <laughs> I love any science, but when you talk and the movie name of Fringe meant the fringe of scientific discoveries or science, it was like very good. It was very good. Um, and so the shadow and that article conjures up all kinds of thoughts because we don't know where to put it in our our mind as far as a ghost or shadow man versus poltergeist where does that fit into all this well i think that's another aspect of the paranormal and supernatural that's part of our consciousness because it does show up a lot a lot more than you realize um in all these years maybe three or four times but that's a lot because a lot of peoples that do what i do and just because i talked to a lot of people in 33 years how many confided me not that many but how many didn't tell me because who's going to want it who's going to believe them um i don't have my mind open to look for that maybe i should because i will talk to people who do end up passing away should i see them absolutely not it doesn't have anything to do with me okay so we'll keep going i hope i'm entertaining you guys oh my gosh i don't have enough time to see <clears throat> oh so with that i have not heard of anybody being harmed by the shadow man I have not heard of anybody being, I'm walking up to you, I'm gonna grab you and hurt you. I've not seen that, they're an observer, just like in the movie, TV series, Fringe. Those are called the observers, the ones with the black hat. You might enjoy looking that up. When we talk of ghosts, you know, Passover and you're just not wanting to go. You know, you're just non-commutative, you're just a conscious entity standing around looking and thinking, well, I don't want to go on. These people are calling my name. I don't have to do anything. Well, in the movie Ghost, Patrick Swayze said the same thing. He was standing there next to the body of his own body. It was a dying and his precious darling girlfriend is holding on to him with dear life. Don't you die. Don't you die. You know, the guy's all out of his body and all these celestial lights come down, right? And he looks and goes, hell no, I'm not going anywhere. Who just killed me? Well, that's what happens to spirit people that become ghosts. And we have a lot of situations, very um, not the same. Um, uh, through the movie, the bad guy gets killed and he witnesses the underworld come taking him away, which I have never seen either. I've never seen those dark shadows coming out of the ground. Now, that was a was talk about scary shark. That's good. The dick is on my one. Am I missing something? <laughs> but that was an 88, um, 80, just about the time I got into 90, and I hadn't formulated those kind of questions yet. So I had at that point thought about should I be seeing shadow? But in these 33 years, I haven't. I've never seen anything gross coming out of the ground with that music, you know. <laughs> I mean, the gate, take the soul to hell. Um, so someone who dies and they're desperate, 
have unfinished business and they are trying to get to the loved ones. I got to talk to her. I got to talk to her. Um, afraid to go on. Can you imagine the sailors of past and how the oceans must be full of spirits? They stay in with their boat because they never got to go home. I can't imagine. I would like to think that they got taken care of. I don't know. Uh, guilty over their life. How many of you heard, I'm not going anywhere because, you know, if I do, I'm going to hell. I've killed, I've hurt, I'm maimed, mm -hmm. I've sinned. Even if you sinned, and today we are living those lifestyles, right. you know, we don't have the same thoughts, you know. Um, you you die over, die over and say it's Western. And amazing, my husband loves Western movies, so, of course, I'm going to look over his shoulder once in a while. And the wagon trains came from the East Coast going west. And those ladies would take their beds and headboards. They would take the dresses with the little fancy mirrors going around because in those years, they want to take civilization with them. Well, you can imagine a wagon train getting attacked, right? And those women would probably stay with those beds and those mirrors and those dressers because that was their prized possessions. Or sure. they put them in homes because sometimes prized possession is the only thing you have. And we women have a tendency to put value on the things we have around us because it's our nest. And I do think about that a lot. Now, if you go the same era and someone, a man is in a, a fight and he's defending his family, he gets killed. He wants to stay with his family because he wants to have that role or he gets killed in a gunfight and he's the one that shot somebody. He doesn't want to move on. Well, you can take that same scenario to each generation. And the hardest thing I think would be military kids during the wars. How many left mm -hmm. terrible young, new wives, children, babies. So I do, and very um, sensitive to that. No, I, I don't think it happened to everybody, but we don't know how people think. I could look at somebody all day, but I will never ever step into how they're thinking. That's none of my business. Mm -hmm. I will step in time because that is a different place. But I cannot and will not step into Char and say, what do you think, Char? I mean, that's invasive. I won't do that. So these people, um, there's all kinds of situations. There are people who die and grandma's right there or grandpa or somebody if they're young people. Oh, hello. And then all the fear is gone. You know, they take care of them. Uh, stuck with an object of familiarity. That was just what I spoke to. Um, there are forces we call haunt. These are what we call the hauntings. Okay, we call hunt. You're either um, haunted or you're going to be haunting somebody. It's the same scenario. And I've had people call me up. I've did some, some things over the phone to people and try to get these. And they say, no matter where I go, I'm haunted. I got people and forces around me all the time. And I go, really? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I have put my mind to it. Uh, this one couple, I, I've mentioned them this couple before. They had me come to their house. I don't have to go to someone's house because I've moved my mind through phone lines. But, you know, people want me to come. And it was early in my career. I didn't have anything else to do on Saturday afternoon. So I went to someone's home. And my mind completely, I put my mind into the house first as I enter the house. I go from one side to the other. And I go from room to room with my mind to see if someone else is in there, another consciousness. And I looked up and the hallway was that way. And I felt this man in the bedroom. <laughs> and he wasn't in the front room with a couple. <laughs> I went, what, 
what's in that room? Oh, it's our new, our bedroom. And we got some new furniture. Oh, I would like to see it. My mind seems to want to go there. Okay. They opened up the room and the, if you go to Sutter's Fort in Sacramento, downtown Sacramento, you'll see some of the furniture I saw. And at Sutter's Fort, uh, the gold rush, and this was a fort to protect against the Indians. So they made their furniture, and it was timber, like round pieces off trees, and they cut the branches off, make it nice and straight. And then as they would put a straw mat, where they're going to put it? So they would tie ropes, and they would string rope across and make it a kind of a crisscross. So you would get... Um, a lot of straw, and then you throw a blanket, and that was your bed. Well, guess what they got? They got a really big wooden post bed with a lot of rope. And the he the reason they bought it, it was very rugged, just gorgeous. The headboard was absolutely gorgeous, carved. I could see why they wanted that. Well, mm -hmm. on the side, when you walk in, there was a spirit man walk laying there. He says, I ain't moving. Nope, nope, this is my bed. I made this bed. <laughs> what they feel when they want that, what happened when they got on that bed? He made me see it did not have a comforter on there. There wasn't pretty sheets. It wasn't a big, thick mattress. It was him on these ropes. And I thought, well, you're determined, aren't you? <laughs> and I said, so the thought I got was when they got to bed at night, what did he do? Did he go... <laughs> or did they feel like there were two people there not one because it was the husband's side and I thought yeah. I would I would have loved to get my head and I said to him don't you know you're dead and he goes no I'm not this is my bed they're in my space I says you did a and I complimented him I says oh my god you made the most beautiful bed this is a treasure and someone fell in love with your bed. You have been dead a while. Why are you here? I mean, you've given this what? And I flattered him. I says, oh, I just like, and the couple looking at me like. <laughs> so she's figured out where the spirit is that's been bothering us. Right. And he left. He was just gone. And I, and it's what we call waking them up. And I was compassionate. I was flattering him. <laughs> he was a skinny guy. He was laying there with his hands crossed his chest like this. And I go, what are you doing there? And like in a laugh. And he looked at me like, she sees me? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, right? Um, so the emotional well-being of ghosts who inhabit hospitals, mental institutions, very old buildings with unsettling lawlessness or death. So I talked about uh, Alicaney and uh, mental institution that, see, the word came out of me real easily. <laughs> I was trying to think of it, uh, where that insane ghost was. Uh, lawlessness, I talked about the Old West. We wonder how many cowboys just walk around looking for the guy that killed him. Mm -hmm. um, or just a natural death where someone was abandoned. All these reasons can make you... We're going to have to do a show on how not to become a ghost because we did once, but on the heels of this, right? Um, mm -hmm. The issues with these locations of the ghosts within, which troubles me a lot, as time go on, these deceased human spirits to become ghosts, if not rescued, may go insane and become so insane as not to be able to be rescued mm -hmm. until they're eventually on their own so long. They're ignored so long and they start wondering why they're standing 
like this. And the movie, um, Casey Affleck was the ghost in the movie. I've seen it both ways. I was really determined to give you the right name of this movie. It was called The Ghost. Actually, it's not called Ghost also. So um, Casey Affleck was the ghost. And pretty, pretty much like what you see, uh, some who went insane, he wasn't ready. He was a very young man, got killed by a car accident in front of the house. He moved into the house um, after the hospital. They said, oh, you're dead. He took the shoot with, sheet with him. And he stood in the house as though somehow he would become alive again. He just lost continuity with the life. And he stood there. And after everybody left and they were getting ready to tear the house down, my gosh, there's a house next door. And he looked out the window and this guy got his attention. Hi. And he says, I, I don't think I need to be here anymore. And that ghost was gone. Poof, it's gone. And so the Casey Ackfleck and on the sheet, he looked around and he said, why am I here? She's not coming back. Poof, he woke up. Being awake matters. And they get so unawakened, meaning they get stuck in the thought process. They do the loop over and over and over. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm bringing that because the next area, until they figure out who they are, they will stay that way. And in that movie, The Ghost, with Casey Affleck, he does cause poltergeist activity. And the reason is, is that he's frustrated because the wife is not coming back. But these other people are there and with kids with the kid's energy, energized him enough that he could cause some destruction. Well, it caused the people to move out. And after a while, someone said, no one wants to live there. I'll just tear the thing down. And that's what happened. Remember, I want to remind you, because I wrote it here. <laughs> I want to talk faster. Um, I have to go to a place I've realized, uh, may, that most people feel comfortable with the idea of demons and other um, celestial beings for, for their religious outlook. And I'm a spiritualist minister, have been since February 92, and that was very important for my stepping up and leaving the telephone company to do this full time. Mm -hmm. This is my truth. Is it possible that I'm not allowed to see demon sorts of people? But I think a demon would sort me out and say, um, oh, this woman, let's try, let's get her attention, right? Let's get her mm -hmm. attention to cause me grief. I've never had it. I've had some spirit people cause me grief <laughs> because they're just stinkers, you know? So, um, but never a demon, never a tormental type of person. I, and I took um, a course of miracles and it was in the eighties. It was very popular. Everybody was taking the course and someone, I don't know how, cause I've always been this way. So it was before I got to the spirit of graces, a universal Christ of the master spirit of grace, Citrus Heights, California, a lot to say, but I wanted to know, who I belong to. Anyway, she saw something jump into her kitchen. And the only thing was that she says was an ugly dog and was ferocious and it was huge and it was hurry or hairy like a bear. Wow. She says it jumped through a wall into her dining room and it took off and she had no words for it. And it scared her. It never happened again, but it didn't allow her to be safe in her home anymore. She didn't feel safe. She says, what if it's seen me? I can't answer that. I don't know what that was. I think it was a, a dimensional riff of some sort. And Skywalker Ranch is one of my favorite movies because I do believe we have portals everywhere. 
And I think sometimes other animals from different dimensions can fall through. That doesn't mean they're corporeal. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're going to attack you. Okay. <clears throat> so I just want you to know this is um, a disclaimer, my truth only. Uh, these uh, men, people who go insane, they want attention. They're desperate, not knowing where, why they are like they are. Oops, we got mm-hmm. rain. I hope we have. It's raining really hard here. All of a sudden, I can hear it. Um, if I get lost, be sure I'll be back. <laughs> and often because of the passage of time, seeing the world, and they are not the same as they left. So things change. They'll finally wake up. It would be different. It would be difficult to figure these issues out. To talk to these people, to move forward, to go through in your mind those issues with curiosity, what could be going on. So if you know what um, generation, what culture. Think through what could be wrong. Are you missing somebody? Were you looking for your wife? Uh, are you looking for your husband? Did you have a child you left behind? Those common things start with um, possessions. Is the house important to you? Who they were. Appease their fears of being there. Sympathize. Uh, give them a sympathy. You have been here for so long. And say it with conviction. And say it with um, empathy because that will get to because no one's ever paid attention to them that way. They've never had somebody that said, Oh, I'm so sorry. You've been here for so long. And they go, wow, look at the attention I'm getting. Oh, someone's paying attention to me. And they look around because they haven't had that. Most of the time people come and scream at them. I'm going to get you. You know, you poltergeist, you, you demon, you, I'm going to get you instead go in there with sympathy, compassion, and empathy and then you can wake them up and they can be on their way and lastly the compassion followed by the sympathy find out what any history if warranted like an unfortunate death and i know that Shar, before going to investigation she does look at the house and she looks at the history and uh, i find that really interesting the night that we had the call-ins and people said who's standing behind next to me and i described their dead relatives the one in pennsylvania got my attention and the reason is, is this young man lived in a house. He did research. And uh, I said, oh, I see something very odd. You have a whole line of men, like 12 or 13 men in spirit from the right side of the house going as an arc all the way to the back. I says, why am I showing that? He says, well, there was a mine next close by and it collapsed and a whole bunch of men were killed. Well, those men want us to know they're still there why i don't know i don't want to go to pennsylvania this kid needs to go there and say okay you guys time to leave you don't have to be here you don't have to you don't have to support the the mine anymore you don't have to say you know okay what do i do now you can find your relatives and go on because it was quite a while back um oh it's a plane going over i thought wow that's really a heavy storm here um so when you go into places where there could be those kind of individuals, I'm trying to talk quicker, uh, feelings of heavy, oppressed, negative energy, unfortunately hear voices and you can hear sounds like I did, can feel the negative action over and over of what caused the ghost environment in the first place. I'm talking about ghosts that can create because they're angry, frustrated, and to the level of being insanity where they then create what we call the poltergeist activity. Now, remember, we started talking earlier and I, I made you think of uh, Conjuring 2, where the, the couple, the husband-wife team, can't remember the actor's name, sorry. Uh, they go to England to figure out why this 
happening. And of course, a man died, Cherry, he's taken over this little girl and he's sucking the life force out of everybody because they're all exhausted. And what's happened is that ghost not went insane. He became a poltergeist person also. And in the movie, they're trying to play, blame it on the little girl getting into puberty or wanting attention. There's all kinds of other reasons. A ghost, and remember, a ghost can present some physical form, but a ghost that goes on the verge of insanity that causes poltergeist activity, normally you don't see them as much as you feel the force of them. When I saw the insanity of the individual corner when they walked into a cell in Allegheny a Mental Institution, I see it as a blob. They have forgotten what they look like because they've been in spirit for so long and they've been insane. So I look at disturbances and I don't know how I know where to look. My, I've done this for such a long time. Maybe I just had a feel of it. And when I tell people, okay, when you want to look at a UFO, you have to identify who we are, how it feels to talk to somebody, know our electrical charge and our energy. So when you put your mind to the sky, you wish around, you try to find other things that, not trees, a little higher up that create that disturbance. And as we're finding out, the UFO people uh, have figured out a way uh, of negative energy, a magnetism of which we're made of, the same as our energy field. Same with poltergeists. The energy field is what they suck the life off to get active. And when they're mad, they throw that around. I hope I didn't lose anybody. That sweet lady <laughs> called me. <laughs> if, if you want me to do the show again, touch base with Char. She's the one that was the scheduler. Um, reason with the kind of entity who is angry, upset with the circumstances can be difficult to get them to even reason with. And that's why I encourage, and I'm saying this here, um, sometimes we need the investigators come out because mm -hmm. you'll have to be very patient and you'll have to talk to them very logically. And that sometimes you have to go back a couple of times, two or three times mm -hmm. possibly. They will want their way. They do not want you to talk to them into leaving. How dare you change their home and their possessions? They get very, um, yeah. And then I wrote this in here, an old European castle, stories of ghosts and poltergeists abound. From entities, entities walking hallways, crying and screaming, or manifesting, trying to find their heads. I typed that in, then I kept typing. A lot of ghost stories where poltergeist activity is observed. A famous picture of a man with a cloak strutting the outside doors, shutting the outside doors of an abbey. This is a very famous picture. It's a castle-looking environment. And this very tall uh, shadowed, but you can see the cloak on him. So he looks like he might have been, what was, it's the big heavy glass wood, um, steel doors of an abbey. So someone on the other side would hear him grab those doors and pull them shut, clang, right? So on the other side, down the hall, around the corner, you're going to hear a crop, right? Of the bangs banging. Oh, there's something going on. There's a demon closing doors. Well, it's this guy saying, someone's always leaving this darn door open. So I'm going to close it. Because he's possessive of his property. That's why he never moved mm -hmm. on. He's in that abbey. He's going to stay there and he's going to get the gosh darn doors closed no matter what you do. <laughs> someone, if someone were not sensitive or watching at the exact moment might hear the big heavy metal doors closing. Here in America, many pictures of school activity, poltergeist activity, like knocking over metal filing cabinets in a school hallway. Very famous clip. I've seen it a dozen times. I don't know where it is. But you've seen him in the hallway that camera in the ceiling looking down and there's mops falling over initially and then all of a sudden the filing caps go, those things are heavy mm -hmm. 
how are they doing that? Well, they're frustrated and angry. Maybe they like the kids to be there. So at night they get frustrated because the life force that and they enjoy. Oh, well, look, feel all this young energy. Well, at night they're all kind of buzzed up and then they take it out on their environment. That's my perception. <laughs> but you also have a bunch of kids that are all prepotescent or highly, um, I want to find a nice word, um, jazzed up about the other sex. But if that were so, the activity would happen in that moment. But the buildup also could be the poltergeist activity that Shar brought up earlier. Okay. What if that hallway where the activity is, is a buildup because that was a corner everybody goes to, they have to, let me have a little kiss corner, a little excitement. And it builds up and at night when no one's around, it goes like fireworks. Why not? Why not? Now we're going to blame on a demon. <laughs> In reality, the unconscious mind can create this energy through anxiety, puberty, violence, mental illness. I always sorted that out with you once. These situations need to be approached carefully because they, there should not be any blame, just compassion. You cannot blame, you can't put blame on somebody for wanting to stay around, be by the possession, or having some other interest. Because Every human being thinks differently. Thank goodness we're not all the same. What makes the world go round, right? Uh, many TikTok clips of poltergeist activity, which are fun to watch, and I'm one of them to see. Uh, we talked, Ashar has evaluated some of these shorts to weed out the ones that are trying to get publicity, and she just did that recently. As with a ghost hunter, trying to reason with a ghost who's angry, upset, to move on can also be trying. It could take someone like a ghost investigator to get recordings and attempt to reason over and over. This process could take a little longer than a haunting because the entity who is haunting with poltergeist activity is more likely desperate to not leave, desperate to mm -hmm. find their loved one, or the one who killed them. Anger is not right. wanting or afraid to move on. The poltergeist is very upset, angry, disturbed, possessive. Talking to them is to find out what happened. You have to be mm -hmm. careful. And this is when I encourage EVPs. Even in a, even in a, a cemetery, um, I mentioned this a long time ago, um, Kathy Perk was responsible for the Rockland Cemetery. And I was invited to go out there. And I said, you know, I'm kind of like a person that would like somebody there that knows some of the stories in case I bring up something. And why give me, okay, you can just do an investigation, but if there's no historical, and I've told this to Shar, it doesn't give me incentive to try really hard. Just, mm -hmm. eh, you know, if I know someone's there that gives historical accuracy, that makes it much more fun. Oh, yes. So we went to the cemetery. Um, can't remember who I went with. Uh, anyway, there was a bunch of people. <laughs> the cat is... My cup opens, so it's going woof, woof, on the floor. Got a cat over here, and the table was shaking. I went, Mom, we got an earthquake. Look at that. <laughs> um, anyway, this spirit man said, tell them I didn't kill myself. Okay. And I told the people, Kathy, there's someone here who knows about this guy and that he didn't kill himself. And she says, oh, yes, he did. He slid right off the road. And the man said to me, it was raining. I slid on the ground. Oh, I was June 19th. What are you talking about? I says, I'm only the messenger. She calls me back. Guess what? It was raining the night he got killed. He didn't kill himself. It was an accident. Very important for insurance. If I hadn't gone. Now, 
Was that free will? Absolutely not. Guess what? They got hold of Kathy. By the way, would you get Nancy down there? We got to prove that this guy didn't kill himself. Mm -hmm. I'm only a tool, everybody. Keep remembering that. Um, only time can correct these hauntings are call or a calm collective person or group to talk to them and make them understand they do not have to be in the space they're in. And so the man at the cemetery, how awful, how many, how long, well, it was a recent death, because I think it was in the fall, um, this time of year. Oh, let's get Nancy to do a tour or do something, you know, and get me out there where the spirits are. Um, mm -hmm. and how many months did this man agonize over the idea that the family thought he killed himself? That's terrible. And wow. I don't know how the universe can work it that this man would be there but his family would show up so the manipulation of kathy to call me you know it's that time of year nancy let's do a tour oh sure i love doing that <laughs> by the way kathy would you make sure that if we're doing this there's some people who have people there and they got the man's family members and they were older so it could have been a mother it was a younger man so it might be his family and they now know he didn't kill himself. That's as good as it gets, everybody. Mm -hmm. I love it. 734. Awesome. I did it. You did it. I hope and you I'm guys sorry, had fun God, with this. It is 78% humidity right now. Well, it's raining I, here, so it's probably that. I am also. dying. I mean, I am just, it's just dripping right now off of me. That was a really good show. Thank you. You That was a really good one. Yeah, it was a good one. I like, uh, is Trish in the room too? I think she's oh, listening. Oh, she was. Okay. Okay. Um, now I get to do this. I <laughs> I happened to just notice a couple of the shows that I'm glad I did. Of course, there's no mistakes. And I always realize that if I have a chance to talk to a group, there might be some in the audience that will deal with something like this. Mm -hmm. And how many of us wear grandma's jewelry or something else, right? Yeah. Make sure it's clean, everybody. If you feel grandma wearing you, <laughs> you are wearing grandma. <laughs> and and little clearly, I got to back this up. They say, how do you clean it? Well, you thank grandma. That's how you do it. Thank you for giving me this. And I'm going to wear it with a lot of love. You don't have to worry about it. I will take care of it. No, you don't put it in salt. You don't put it in dirt outside. It gets dirty that way. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm going to get someone mad at me. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I'll say, how about, how about thifters that go to the thrift store and buy this furniture or they buy the jewelry? Oh, that's oh, yeah. just right. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've picked up some jewelry and I bless it. Best way to do it. I thank them and I say, whoever made this, it's beautiful. And I'm just going to really take care of it for you. Same with this house. We move into a house and I, I'm the kind of person that goes in there and makes it better. And these spiritual people show up. That happened. The last one, the lady was really mad. Who are you doing in my house? I says, I'm going to take care of it. But it's not yours anymore. Leave. I'm going to paint it. <laughs> all right, everybody. I could talk all night. And I sound a little better than when I started. So yes. coffee works. Yes. All right. Sean. I, think, I think I lost like five pounds. I didn't realize the humidity was that high. Wow. It's almost 80%. Okay. So before, before we go on to everything, make sure you give us a thumb up if yes. you like what I talk about. If you want to have me talk about something special, either uh, Nancy at nancymats.com or Char. Char, mm -hmm. I don't know which email you give, but sure you get back to us. 
because I like doing this and I want to do one on free will coming up. There's a, a situation, a reading and, um, oh yeah. Okay. A near death experiences and near and near death experiences with the idea of free will tied together. And that will mm -hmm. be maybe That's next cool. week's. That's cool. That's okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. okay. How near death experiences right. changes our path. Okay. There we go. All right. Remember that. Remember that. Cause we're going to talk later. We always do. Okay, so Sunday I will be back at 6 p.m. reading Omnipresent, What Happened Next. And then Monday our guest is Heather Lay. And she's going to be talking about haunted ghost towns of southern Nevada. Oh. So that'll be Monday's guest. So be There we go with that haunted stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween, it's Halloween month. Here we go, oh, right? I love it. And I also it. the Paranormal Team, California Haunts Team, is actually going to be going out and doing a couple of live investigations. Ooh. And wow. I'm trying to get to a couple of hotels or someplace to do this, but we're going to be going out and uh, we will be airing probably. Now, a lot of you guys aren't on TikTok. I know you guys are afraid of TikTok. It's a afraid? lot easier because of the China thing and all that. Oh. Mm. And see, so the thing is, here, the conundrum of all this is that the, 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 Broadcast quality on TikTok is 100% better than it is on YouTube. I'm going to just say that out front. So I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I'm really not acclimated to broadcasting on YouTube. On YouTube, I have to use a mic, which really bites. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with YouTube. Don't get mad at me, YouTube. I'm just saying. You know, this is my experience. When I went to Disneyland, I discovered all these little glitchy things. So I'm going to try and figure this out. Either we'll broadcast live on TikTok. And then I can transfer it over to YouTube, even though the quality is not going to be that great. Or we'll just broadcast on YouTube and Facebook, you know, through StreamYard oh. to keep the quality up, you know, and, and go yeah. with that. So I don't know how we're going to do that yet. What mm -hmm. what what the what guy what guys normally do out in the field, the ones that are making good money, you know, to do this stuff, they have two cell phones. Oh. So one will record YouTube and one will record TikTok at the same time when you're live. You go live on both. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out the logistics on that, but we are going to Why do you one borrow, borrow someone's cell phone. I might do that. I might do that. As easiest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we're going to be doing two live, hopefully two live investigations October that you guys can watch and you guys can join in on and talk to us, you know, while, while, while we're out in the field. So it's going to be interesting to do that again. If you guys are interested in calming yourselves down and getting in that own, you know, after work, <laughs> join my meditation club. Uh, check it out. You go to California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. Sign up over there under uh, events. That being said, I'm done for the night. Nancy's done for the night. Oh, yes. And I hate to do this. There's that ticker at the bottom of the page. It's that time of the month where uh, our bills are coming up. And uh, you guys can help me out with that. You don't have to. It's not, a, it's, it's, you know, it's nothing. You, I'm not going to hold a gun to you to do it. But if you would feel in your heart to help me out with that, that would be great. So I can get some of my bills paid. Uh, you know, that's how we keep the show on the air. You know, that's that's the, that's the way the show operates. And so far, we've been here almost four years. So must be doing something right. And then the and then the donations we have gotten in last month that was fantastic. Thank you very much. But you can donate at I can't remember how to see. I haven't done this in so long. I don't even know what what the thing is down there on, the, on, the, on that thing. Let's see. Help keep this show on the air. Oh, there it is. Donate to uh, PayPal.me forward slash California Haunts, or if you have a Venmo account, you could just look for California Haunts and do it from there. 
But I really appreciate it. You don't have to, but it's just, you know, just trying to keep everything on the air, keep the equipment running and all that good stuff. All right. Anyway, that being said, I'm going to shut up. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Again, we're trying to build this up into something really cool. I can, you know, and hopefully if I hit that thousand mark, we can start monetizing over on YouTube. Uh, we're 300 away over there. So if you're watching from YouTube and you haven't signed up yet to subscribe, please, please do so. And also on Facebook, if you haven't uh, signed up yet to follow us, please follow us over on Facebook because I see the Facebook audience is starting to grow now too. So I thank you all, and I will see you guys Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Have a great weekend, you guys.